Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Come through, queen. I want to see you. Come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. This is episode 95. We talk about having kids and getting married, and we're looking at houses together. Rob and I have named our first daughter. Madison Marie Parks Valletta. Hi, Brendan. What you been up to? Thinking about how they should disband those iMessage notifications, the ones that are like emphasize love, like dislike oh yeah that's something that you don't need to like be aware of you could just come back to and see the only good one in my opinion is emphasize because like when someone makes like a drag like when someone drags someone else you can Mm. like stand with that person we actually use the question mark one a lot though with connor oh yeah well okay so that one's better but like those are the only two that are needed because like they're the the mean ones yeah so what, are you, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> Loving any notification I could get. That's true. You live for the applause. Yeah. How's your um, viral tweet going? <laughs> it's finally dying down. <laughs> I mean, it, it does still like pop into my notifications. Like, RIP my notifications forever, I guess. I know. Um, I did go see uh, Sasha Valor's Nightgowns okay. on Monday night. Um, but... Jamie Miss was there, and she's going to be on later this week with a full report with me. Perfect. So if you haven't tuned into our RuPaul's Drag Race episodes yet, what are you doing? And if you don't know what who Sasha Valor is, um, start watching Drag Race. Get a, get a history lesson. Yeah. She relies on brains. <laughs> okay. Uh, but we have so much to get to. We have a big show today. We have lots of call-ins. We took all your calls for, about your favorite housewife moments. We're going to share the creme de la creme, the cream of the crop. Yes. The bem de la creme. The bem de la creme. <laughs> um, but let's talk about a moment that I've never been more jealous looking at Instagram stories in my life. But it seemed that everyone I know and don't know was at... Yes. Luann's, Luann's Cabaret, Show. Cabaret Show at 54 Below, I believe it's called. Yeah. So from People Magazine, we have a report. 
She says, I feel so much love in here, the mother of two said to the audience, which included pals Michelle Collins, Sonia Morgan, Kelly Ben-Simon, as well as ex-boyfriend Jacques Azoulay. First of all, you might know Michelle Collins from The View, in case anyone didn't know. The other names were... Yes. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, we've talked about Michelle many times on this podcast. That's true. So if you're listening to us, you should be aware. But anyway, she also goes on to say, Luann, not drinking is exhausting. Getting up at 6 and going to my meetings and to yoga and then filming Housewives, I'm dead by 10 o'clock. I'm wiped out. I'm exhausted. And usually I'm just starting at the Regency at that time. (laughs) (laughs) Even comedian Murray Hill chimed in when Morgan attempted to interrupt, saying, Calm down, Sonia. The show can't afford to send two of you to rehab. This sounds like it was a lot of fun. I am I'm so regretful that we never got tickets. I am putting a, a bat signal out there to anyone who might be listening with connections to tickets to next week's show. It's next week, right? Yeah. Um, if you know anyone, um, tweet us at Come Through Queen. Slide into our email, Come Through Queen. At gmail.com. I'll pay the price you paid or less. (laughs) What a a generous deal that is. Uh, But People Magazine neglected to mention, number one, Carson Cressley was also there. Uh Number two, Alexis Michelle was there and took the stage to perform like during a costume change. I have questions about how these little cabaret shows are put together. And like if um, 54 Below like offers like from their crop of regular talents. Um, Because I did notice that there were other like musical theater adjacent people who Luann might not know also performing. Like we know that she knows Sonia. We know that she knows Murray Hill. We don't necessarily like know that she knows and loves Alexis Michelle for years and years. But she did go to the Alexis Michelle show at the very same venue just a week earlier. Right. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like, Alexis Michelle obviously performs there. So I wonder if this venue offers Mm. other performers as, like, a possible and they can, like, collaborate and that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, I hope this inspires the Countess to keep this up. Yeah. I, I'm sure she only, like, wanted... I mean, at first it was really a one-night-only a thing. Mm-hmm. And then they sold out, and they added another night. Yeah. I think now that she, the bug has bitten her, we could see more. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing is that all of the women seem to be supporting her, either virtually or IRL. It seems like that... Uh, Dan, I know what you're about to say. Dan has the theory that the finale party that they will film for the season, will be at the second show. Well, no. My What I, w- what I was going to say is Dorinda did confirm that she's going to the second show. Mm-hmm. And only Sonia was there that we know. I saw Carol supporting virtually. Yeah. I saw Bethany supporting the rehearsal. Yeah, the dress rehearsal. The dress rehearsal. So it seems to be playing out that Dan is right, because they seem to also be filming still in different venues. Yeah. Also... Dorinda posted today a picture with Carol. Yeah. Uptown meets downtown. At Flatiron. I like work right near Flatiron. I should have run down. You should have. But we have some more news when it comes to possible filming things going mm-hmm. on. But this time over in Orange County. Yes. So this wasn't even in reporting like page six or anything. I followed some tweets. This led me down a rabbit hole of an Instagram post of Instagram user Dolce Vita 5875. Denise Diamico, who wrote, whooping it up with the Real Housewives of Orange County. And she tagged the location at Andale's 
and you can see clearly one Tamara Barney, mm-hmm. Judge, a Vicky Gumbelson, and mm-hmm. a Shannon Bador. They were all in like some staircase. They were like having the time of their lives. Yeah. Um, Shannon like posted an Instagram being like, great to be back in OC, like with my family and Vicky commented on it. Like we had so much fun, yada, yada, yada. Wasn't there also one she said like, see you soon, baby. Yeah. So we've got like three sisters back together. Yeah. And I just wonder what else. No one else in camera shot. Right. So I wonder what was going on. I wonder if Heather Dubrow was lurking. See, my theory is, I feel like this had to have been filmed for the show. Because I think, like, production's like, okay, we just got to get them down there. Of course it was filmed for the show. Are you kidding? The Red Andales. I know, but we didn't see in the the Instagram shot, like, cameras filming the ladies. Sure. We only saw the ladies themselves. Sure. Which, like, it's very easy for cameras to slip into a shot like this. Right, but I think, like, in this kind of venue, they were probably doing a lot of wide shots of, like, the craziness. Mm. You know, I think that's like the MO with Andalays. They yeah. like the cameras stay back yeah. and just like catch them being dirty. It's just interesting because they really don't pull this sort of thing in other franchises in terms of like far destinations. Like mm-hmm. we'll have a repeat Berkshires, but that's the closest we'll get to a repeat destination. Right. But I mean like OC isn't that far from this part of Mexico, is it? I don't really know. Hmm. The whole West Coast is a mystery to me. I know. <laughs> like, I couldn't like, even point on a map where Orange County is. Like, I think, like, this is, like, a pretty easy trip for someone from OC. Mm. Yeah. I could be wrong, though. That I makes could sense. be wrong. Okay, we have a ton of shows to jump into mm-hmm. this week. And we're going to try a, a fun little game at the end of reviewing these shows mm. of ranking them from the one we enjoyed the least to the best. Oh, we're doing that this time. Yeah. Oh, I thought this was like, okay, I'm in. I thought this was like, let's plan for the future, but I didn't realize the future was now. The future is now. Let's keep going. Okay. <laughs> uh, so let's start off with Celebrity Big Brother. Mm-hmm. We got the finale. Sure. Yes. I mean, we've got, since we last spoke, we've got like five hours of television. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so it was... When we left off, Brandy and James Maslow had just been eliminated. Mm-hmm. Then it was Amorosa, followed by Mark and Ariadna being eliminated. Mm-hmm. Final two, Ross, Matthews, Marisa, Jarrett, Winnicor. Marissa. You say Marisa. M- Marissa the weirdest way. I know. <laughs> I worked with a girl whose name was Marisa and like spelt the Marissa way, so that's always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, a final two that... They discussed the final two plan very early in the season, which is always like nice to see come to fruition. Yeah, I think first day, right? Yeah, if not, well, it's hard to tell because they filmed so many days before yeah, yeah, yeah. the premiere happened, so mm-hmm. it's hard to keep track of that. We all went in this thinking, this is Ross's finale to lose. Mm-hmm. But it didn't end up that way. Surprise, bitch. Yeah. Marissa won. Um, By a vote of... Six to three or something? And I think because the rules were different, the jury... Was tainted. The jury was tainted. They got to watch things unfold. And we also had Omarosa, like, campaigning for votes during the live show. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I think that Celebrity Big Brother was amazing this season. I wonder if they're going to do it again next year. I wonder if they're going to do it again sooner. Um, well, they are advertising for casting for the regular summer normal human season. I know, but I wonder, remember how they did a special weird season? Is Big Brother OTT, like over the top or In something? the fall. I wonder if they yeah. pull something like that. Yeah. But I think we'll still get the normal summer thing first. Yeah. And let's throw like Shannon in there. Let's throw James in there, one or the other. One of the celebrities to shake up things. One that's like practically a normie to begin with. Yeah. Shannon's like, what else is she doing? (laughs) There was in one of these final episodes, I think it was maybe the recap episode that was on Saturday. They talked like they talked about Omar it was a conversation between Omarosa and Shannon. Omarosa saying you're on this show trying to revive your acting career. Oh my God. <laughs> and one other, one other moment that we should bring up before we move on, though, mm. is Ross's, not the speech during the finale, but I think it was the speech maybe during the recap episode mm-hmm. or earlier in the, in the night for the finale where he was like talking about how he like watched the first season like while he was in college mm-hmm. and the thought of being on the show almost 20 years later, like the inspiration he is to young gay chubby kids. Mm -hmm. That was cute. It was very moving and I teared up. Cute. But -hmm. you cry at like the drop of a hat. Yeah. Um, one more thing. Um, Hope Hicks just resigned from the white house today and let's throw her into the house ASAP. I feel like by the time the next, season rolls around like the moment will have passed you know what get a Julie, cleaning crew on. into that house right now change the linens change the linens get like get like most of the people from this past season let's grab a couple people like throw sharon osborne in there she's yeah. got nothing better to do like is let's she get this going anymore? she is but like she's yeah julie could talk on the same too. yeah soundstage i'm sure ariadna will hop back in yeah Brandy will. <laughs> Brandy Gladly didn't want to leave that house. She make, cried. Some new people. <laughs> um, Beautiful show. Can't wait for season two of Celebrity Big Brother, and can't wait for this upcoming summer season with Alex on it as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since he's trying out for it, <laughs> I really hope he does. Uh, remember when you were going to after the Frankie season, but then you never did applied. This was like. A fan fiction that you would talk about, but I wasn't, like, all in. You were like, you really need to apply for this show. Okay, but you're really saying this as if it was so far-fetched. Meanwhile, you actually did apply to The Amazing Race in real life. That was, like, two years before. Three years. Okay. What are you going to do when Alex leaves you for a full summer? Watch the live feeds. (laughs) (laughs) Him cuddling with straight men. (laughs) You know he would be the one. Anyway. Zanky 2.0. Zanky 2.0. Fine. If that gets him the million dollars or whatever the prize is. <laughs> Cuddle up. Uh, Let's go to Atlanta. Sure. So. So. Atlanta, we're in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Still. Still. We are... At this point, okay, so this is, we're still in the in the house of horrors. Yeah, we're recovering from the night before. We have, and w- speaking of which, we have another, like, flashback, sepia-toned, 
partying up all night. Like, I want more of this. Can right. I? Can we at least get like a web exclusive? We've seen this in um, Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills just two weeks ago, where they show two seconds of it. They did it in uh, uh, Atlanta. Take a page out of OC's book, where like it was like a fucking camera phone all night, but at least they showed like we got like ten tons minutes and of footage. tons of footage. Yeah, yeah. That that OC that, that was like. A, a highlight of like a bleak season. Yes, a, a big highlight. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. Uh, okay, so yeah, so then they're recovering. Uh, Nini announces that she got a hotel, which is interesting because we stumbled upon an article this week about the woman from New Jersey who books all the traveling ever since she met Kim Zolciak on a trip. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. It seems like fucking fan fiction. I don't believe it. Because, like, if she books all the traveling, it means, like, she's working with all of the different production companies. And I feel yeah. like, wouldn't they do that, like, in, in-house in in a production company? Or is that a Bravo thing? Or is she just working independent contractor? She's independent contractor. Makes no sense to me. I need to. I need Andy to verify this before I believe this is fact. I, it was on Tamara Tattles, which is, like... No, but it was also, like, philly.com. Really? The Philadelphia's <laughs> website. Hello. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. But, I, you know, this woman getting involved and, like, booking all these fucked up trips, it's a blessing, really. <laughs> I guess. But, like, I sort of like it when they stay in, like, really nice places. Yeah. We could alternate. We could go like one fucked up. Did one this nice. woman have it to do with the Iceland trip in OC? Because yeah. that was fucked up. Yeah, she had to do with too. that, and she had to do with the fucking Columbia boat nightmare from hell. Wait, does Teddy Mellencamp actually own that house, or did this woman book that house for that? She, she booked this little <laughs> she cottage. No, no, Teddy was proud of that house. Okay, and like those dusty wine glasses she had. Anyways, continue. Okay, so. At breakfast, Shamia and Ava are fighting a little bit about their about initial the Missy thing. Elliott thing. And and Ava's pretty much saying, like, I don't want you to bring anything up unless I bring it up. And then Shamia responds, we go there in this group. And that sentence reminded me of Adana Wilkie being like, we're in this together, guys. <laughs> like, Shamia speaking as if she is a cast member on this show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, I thought you were going to say something different, but I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, but she is technically, and it's like by this. It's also very like Camille, but now we said it like acknowledging mm-hmm. that the cameras are there. Yeah, and like we're talking about something that's supposed to be off limits. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we go. Go-kart riding after Nini gets the hotel room. But it's like go-kart riding like through the city. Through the city. Which isn't safe. And Portia and Shamia is in a car together and Portia crashes into a production go-kart. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll just say like Snooki and um, Dina did it better in Italy. Mm, Yeah, and that little, um, (laughs) what are those called? Those Those little bugs. Smart cars? Smart cars, yeah. It used to only be like a Volkswagen Beetle or whatever, but now they're more ubiquitous, I would say. They're all over Europe, though. Let me tell you. (laughs) Uh, Okay. 
So after go-karting... Do you go to Europe? I, I went to Florence in college. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because like you said that like as an expert, and I was like, hmm. Mm. I've known him for several years, it's and I don't think I've ever... <laughs> okay. So after go-karting... We go to this, it's kind of like a food hall. It reminded me of like, um, fucking Quincy Market or something. Like a smorgasbord. Yeah. Like every city has one of these. So we go to it and it seemed to be lunchtime, but the women. No, it was like late. Well, when they sit down, they're so light out. And then by the end of the dinner during the fight, it's dark. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was still light out when they sat down. Because they were ordering, like, bottles of vodka. But well, who's to stop them? I don't know. But, I, so... Roll the tape. Here, this is, this is why I think it was lunch initially. It's because they had breakfast. They went go-karting. And they seemed to be arriving to this meal, like, right after go-karting. I think they went back to their hotel and, like, did a change. Because mm-hmm. then, like, Marlo had that whole, like, queen thing on... Or was she wearing that all day? She was wearing it all day. They went back to the hotel. They must have. It was like night. It was night. I'll stand by the fact that it was night. Okay. Uh, Okay. So this was like actually a pretty lengthy scene at this dinner slash lunch. Uh, We get a, like, so Porsche was saying she didn't know that Kim was going to bring up the Roach video. And we get a shady flashback of her saying, of Kim Mentioning the, the Roach video, like, during that little conference call that mm-hmm. We get flashbacks of Marlo's greatest hits, of her just screaming at everyone. I love a, I love any greatest hits flashback. We have a couple this week. We have one coming up that is the best of all time. But um, the Marlo's screaming at, like, Sheree, screaming at Nini, screaming at, I'm sure, Kenya somewhere. Yeah. Amazing. The big fight during this thing was, like, over the dumbest shit, though. <laughs> the Porsche's small doormat. Yeah. That is the reason we're fighting. Like, is this, like, the new pasta? Does doormat me- mean something else? But Porsche's mom bought the doormat, so it's very sensitive. <laughs> but, I mean, Porsche was doing pretty much exactly what Kenya did to piss her off, mm-hmm. which was like flicking and flapping in someone's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Marlo put a stop to it. It was it was new Marlo, not old Marlo, because old Marlo would have got up there, as she explained on Watch What Happens Live. Did you watch that? No. I mean, you wished it into fruition. The Nini Marlo. <sighs> I know, episode. but here's the thing: you had a busy week. Sunday night was two hours of Big Brother. Yeah. And then, like, I could barely fit in this episode, and then I was, like, wanted to go to sleep, and then I had a busy week. I'll give you... We watched this only the other night. We didn't watch it the night it aired. Mm-hmm. That, that's a rare occurrence in the South. That only will occur for, like, a work appearance. Yeah. And watch what happens a lot. God, you're... <laughs> you and Alex, like, get into, like, sick little troll moods in this apartment <laughs> together with, like, your weird little sick opinions about things, and the new obsession is the work <laughs> <laughs> Like, you need people to come into your home more often to, like, shake mm-hmm. shake it out. You need to leave Brooklyn every once in no, a while. No, 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 Take a page out of Alex McCord's book. Okay. So, the fight, we get back to, we have to go back to the, the house they hate mm-hmm. to pack up and leave. Right. 
Cynthia's wig gets caught in the door, which was <laughs> one of Cynthia's highlights of the season, really. Uh, and then Portia has a big sister talk with Nini. Yeah. First, I want to say about Cynthia, like, she really just, like, gets a paycheck for just, like, showing existing. Up. Yeah. Like, more than anyone ever, probably. Hey. As long as those checks clear, keep showing up. <laughs> During the conversation with Portia and Nini, they talk about girls ganging up. We get a flashback of, remember that scene where they brought in the psychologist and they were all ganging up on Nini? Yeah. They showed Claudia's face. Mm-hmm. And Claudia's like your favorite housewife of all time. Claudia's one of the one season wonders that I think they made a mistake on. Mm. Do you disagree? She was fine. She was excellent. And she was an ally for Kenya. And she never has an ally. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, so then they just say bye, Mildew, as they leave the house. And that was it. Do you have I, any closing thoughts on Atlanta? Just like this, the thing with this house and this Atlanta trip, and like, it must be this woman's impact who's planning this shit. Like, <laughs> they couldn't even get early check-in into the hotel. So they had to like, have a whole day, then go mm. back and pack up, which is so shitty. Yeah, yeah. Like, they couldn't even bring their bags and leave them with the concierge. Yeah, kudos to this woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could have, like, left the bags in a go-kart somewhere. Right. Leave them in a bus. One of those big Mercedes buses. Mm -hmm. One thing about this woman, if she's also arranging Mercedes buses, I like that. I I'm love loving watching, the Mercedes bus. I love watching people drive around in those buses. We'll be hopping back in that bus in just a little bit. Yeah, so... But first... Pump rules. Yeah. I do want to say a quick... Bravo programming note before we jump into pump rolls. Two things we learned recently. Number one, Southern Charm on a Thursday. Bop, bop. What does that mean? Do Bravo. Bravo does not put shit on Thursdays. It stacks all their stuff at the beginning of the week. Because Thursday is big for like prime time network baby. Back in the day, New York was Thursdays. Season three was mm. on Thursdays. I remember it like... Like, it was yesterday. Yeah. So that's number one. So I feel like that's not a good sign for Southern Charm. Well, they moved Tabitha over to Friday. Which is the other thing I was going to bring up. Tabitha, Friday. Not just Friday. Friday at 10 p.m. Yeah, but I at least it's Friday at 10 p.m., you know. It's better than, like, 10 p.m. is late on weeknight. Friday, everyone's like, stays up a little later, right? I think, like, the point is, is, like... No one is staying at home for Tabitha Takes Over. Hey, I've watched a few of the episodes this season, and there's some good stuff there. Mm -hmm. But they need to, like, refocus Tabitha and, like, do salons again. Like, what does Tabitha know about a deli or a pizza franchise? Mm. It's really, like... I, I mean, I guess the idea is just she's business-minded. I don't know. Yeah. Pump rules. Give Tabitha a partner. Sorry, just one more thing. Sure. Like, give her, like, the, they do Bethany and Frederick. Maybe Tabitha needs a Bravo celebrity to come in and join her on something. Give her Derek from Atlanta. No. He's a hair guy. That's true, but, like, give, I'm, I don't know. I can't place it. Well, at least I have a suggestion. <laughs> okay, pump so... rolls. We're still in Big Bear, which I was kind of sick of it last week, but this episode of Big Bear like had a completely different sober spin on it that I was enjoying. 
there were a couple elements that like were great television. There were three elements that I loved. Okay, tell us your three elements. Jax almost dying. The flashback montage was it was it was like the six feet under finale. For those of you who have seen that, like perfect. They showed every part of Jax's life. They showed Laura Lee. They showed like stuff with Stassi. Stassi they showed <laughs> they showed him stealing sunglasses. Like they showed him with his nose job. They showed him bleeding from his face in a fight. Like we, I thought I was like, oh my god, is Jax about to die? It like brought me out of it I, for a little. I thought bit. like Sia was gonna come on and start saying <laughs> "Breathe Me." Um. But it was beautiful. It was yes. beautiful. Okay. When Sandoval is comparing Rob and Jax, like, put it, portraying Jax in a negative light, I thought, at the end of the day, Jax is the star. Right. So, like, you're leaving that part of, out of the equation of comparison. Jax is on a television show. Yeah. <laughs> the reason that, like, these other elements of his life are like that is because he is a famous person. Yeah. Who gets paid to drink and, like, hang out and pretend to work at Sir. And live the life. Like, I don't think Jax actually works at Sir. I know that Tom Sandoval does, but I don't think Jax actually does. I think he shows up, shakes a few drinks, mm. and, like, judges away. Yeah. Um... Another element that I really loved about this whole thing was the, um, what's her name? I don't, Raquel finally finding her voice. <laughs> Can we get rid of her? No, I liked her finding her voice because it, like, she was illuminating the fact that, like, James still has major feelings for Lala and is, like, hitting on her this entire trip. He has major feelings for two people who are not Raquel. I know. Both Logan and Lala. I know. He wants to la-la with Logan, you know? Mm-hmm. And that came up during his Watch Robin's Live appearance with Workus. What did he say? Apparently, he is not really in communication with Logan at the moment. I think that's, like, a recent thing, like... Very recent. Because Logan was, like, posting, like, a happy birthday tribute photo on Instagram not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I feel like they, more so than... Uh, like the the Housewives franchises are live reacting to shit that shows up on the show. Yeah, because it's like more wild on Vanderpump Rules, and I feel like they don't necessarily know everything that happens. Yeah. Um, we need to get like an outlet out there to interview Logan. We need to get like the WeHo Gazette or something out there. We need to get him on the horn. Who do you think we can get out there to get him an interview with us? I mean, I'm friends with him on Facebook. Message him. Okay. No, like, actually. You're not going to do okay, it. Okay, no, I'll do it. I'll, I'll have our executive producer, Alex, do it. Okay. <laughs> he, too, is friends with him. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, let's talk about, before we get to other stuff in the big, big bear, bear thing, let's talk about this Vegas trip that's upcoming. So, it's Vanderpump mm. Rules, so every year they have to go Vegas yeah. to Vegas. This time, it's a different spin on it, where Lisa is the one who invites... Tom and Tom. I love it. Which is mwah. I love getting Lisa involved in a trip. Okay. 
I had a glimpse of Ariana that I was like, I've Ariana has grown leaps and bounds for me. Yeah, I had a glimpse of her where I was like, if you're a sane person thinking, I was like, she's getting so upset that her boyfriend is going potentially on a business trip. And I'll caveat this: I know that like Jax automatically was like, oh, if they're going to Vegas, it means I'm going to Vegas. But no, that is part of the. Melissa Gorga, Joe Gorga, fake storyline. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel genuine at all. So you think she would rather... She, she, no, she's like, but it's your birthday. Like, <laughs> where are we going to spend our birthday together? Like, I don't think she really gives that much of a shit. She landed Mumblemouth? <laughs> <laughs> like, she, I just think, like, she had more of a leg to stand on when it's, like, her birthday, and you're like, what the fuck, you're going away, like, on my birthday weekend? Mm-hmm. Which... Part two of this whole, like, Melissa Gorga, Joe Gorga fan fiction like, plotline. You need to sort of explain the Melissa Gorga, Joe Gorga I mean, the listeners of this podcast know. Like, that they're acting. Melissa, they're like, oh, we're so in love and sexy for each other. No, but, no, but not just that. Melissa Gorga and Joe Gorga have the clearest, like, fake storylines every season. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, I'm going to go buy this pizza store. How could you do that? Like... You didn't even tell me you were going to do that. Oh, but I'm the man. Like, it's like so much... Does bullshit. that remind you of your upbringing? No. As an Italian? <laughs> no. Uh, but, like, I feel like the like Ariana and Sandoval are really stepping into that mm-hmm. this year. Coming, like, cooking up fake storylines. Totally. Uh, cook that pizza pie. Go cook on the pizza pie. <laughs> um, one other... Okay, there, I have a couple other big things I want to talk sure. about. Um, the podcast prep and recording. First, the prep. I loved the little scene in the Tom and Katie apartment where they're coming up with questions to ask Lisa. Mm. I thought that was cute. Like, does Lisa read Taco Bell? Uh, <laughs> what, what are we back at with the Gorga? <laughs> Tom asked, what turns her on? I've always wanted to know, not for perverted reasons. Time's up, Tom. Um, but I thought in general that scene was like really cute. I like this like put on storyline where Lisa's becoming Stasi's mentor. It's like a good look on both of them. But the Stasi podcast storyline is really like being stretched thin. I think you're a little jealous because um, you have a podcast, but you don't have a storyline. Mm, you would I love see. to be on a show and have a storyline about this here broadcast. <laughs> this is a mess. <laughs> no. Okay. And did you think that Lisa was actually like a little tipsy? Because she actually seemed tipsy during the recording. She seemed to be in good spirits. Yeah. She like was like, she looked like warm, you know? Mm. And she doesn't look warm a lot. Yeah. We did get a quick side scene with Billy, Lisa, and Katie. Yeah. Which was interesting to see just in terms of like, I feel like it was a scene just to ingrain Billy, Billy. into the franchise. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like once Billy appeared on the scene, she's been popping up all over the place. Right. Well, that's how they have to do it sort of. Yeah. They have to force, force it into mm-hmm. the show. And like sometimes it works. Like we're noticing Billy. Sometimes it doesn't. Raquel? Like Ugh. what has she ever said? Yeah. Okay, so then we go boating back at Big Bear. Mm-hmm. Lala's whipping it out, showing off the girls. 
Well, yeah, but didn't she like stay back while the others went boating? Wasn't that like the thing? Oh, because she yeah. arrived back and she said like, "Oh, I put my boobs back." Or oh, whatever. I'm just like I'm. I'm picturing them leaving the house post breakfast. Mm-hmm. I did also like though everyone relying on Sandoval to cook them breakfast. I know. Did you feel like you're the Sandoval? Yeah. Yeah, I know, and I can tell when you put yourself in someone's shoes. Okay, so we go boating, and then I thought Jax's comment, I'm surprised Rob is not walking on water right now when he was jet skiing. (laughs) (laughs) And then we talk about the fact that, so Rob and Jax have a little heart-to-heart, and Rob is talking about how before Sheena came back into his life, he was dating the Princess of Brunei, and like... He had to break up with the Princess of Brunei because he wasn't in the right place. But now he's with Sheena and Jeff is like, Princess of Brunei, Sheena from Azusa. <laughs> Are you like a Jack stan now? Like you've been... I know, ever since like those hats and Dunkin' Donuts a few weeks ago oh told me <laughs> to root for Jax, I think I'm rooting for him. <laughs> okay. Uh, so... Katie and Tom have a little date night at a Mexican place. Mm-hmm. And she orders a skinny margarita, leaves out the girl. <laughs> <laughs> Bethany's impact. Really? like, But like really before Bethany, were people not ordering that? I don't know if we were calling it skinny. Call in anyone if you were calling it skinny before that. Yeah. And buy Lou a car. By Lou Car. Okay, and then it takes us 58 minutes to get to duty. I know. Like, what are you doing here? And she provided a, a beautiful performance reacting to Sheena's <laughs> mentally unwell rant. That was such a forced scene, too, by the way. Just like... The two, like... I know. I was like, all right, come on, duty. You got a call time at 4 p.m. <laughs> Here, here's a gift card to give to Sheena for her birthday. That was like four months ago. Sheena, like, I don't know if she was unpacking or judging her apartment. Mm-hmm. Listening to Good as Gold. I know. <sighs> Which is a bop. Still in 2018, a bop. Sure. Um, do, you not, do you not love Good as Gold? I never really tuned in. <sighs> okay. He almost threw his drink at me. I saw him look at it. Um... <laughs> and then but one more thing about Sheena. Okay. Let's go back to Big Bear. Sure. Let's talk. Uh, I want to hear forgot. your thoughts yeah, yeah. about this. As somebody who's uh hosted guests in a beach house, mm-hmm. sort of similar. Mm-hmm. I like I get the stripping the beds. I get like all that stuff that you have to do to get a house like just like back in shape. Oh yeah, you have experienced this firsthand with me, really. With you, and I've also experienced it in a situation that was, like, where you, like, really have to get a place Mm -hmm. back in shape, like, because it's, like, someone you don't know. Yeah. So, like, the checklist I understand if it's, like, you're staying at a rental house with someone you don't know, like, you're not with the owner. Yeah, it's her own, essentially her own rental house. Right. So, like, her behavior was... Crazed. Crazed. I mean, first of all, it did not seem as though the next guest was going to be coming that day. Right. And also, if you have if you have a rental house, like if you own a rental house and you rent it out to people, you have a 
cleaning crew. Oh, the cleaning service comes through between. And, like, if anything, like, I would not make my guests, like, do, like, backflips. Right. No, like, from experience, I've stayed at your family's beach house. And we've done, like, normal things because we're all living together, like... Take strip the beds and like that sort of thing, like not a big deal. But like she was going through like this whole checklist to a bunch of drunk people, like the night before, the night before, not even the morning <laughs> after, like the morning after. It made no sense to me. Yeah. Well, but, at least you could say I'm not as anal as Sheena. You're up there though, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Summer House. You missed this week. Let me just clue you in. Okay. It was actually a more interesting episode. Than last week, which I feel like we didn't have that much to say. Mm-hmm. Everyone brought their mother to the summer house. Really? We had a Workus mother. We had a Carl mother. We had a Kyle mother. We didn't have a Stephen mother, did we? <laughs> no. <laughs> In fact, we had like a heart to heart with the Workus mother and Stephen because like he wants her to be her his mother. Oh my god. Danielle fled. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to be involved, but strangely enough, she fled, but fled into my dreams because I had a dream that I was in like, I got on like a wrong flight and ended up in LA and ran into the witches and then like Danielle showed up. Weird. Did we, okay, going back to mothers though, mm. did we have an episode of Jersey Shore where they did their mothers or was that all individuals? I Or there was something. You know what? When they came back from Italy, like they had a return party. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it wasn't like mother exclusive. I want to say, and I didn't tune into this religiously, but Fire Island. I mm. want to say there was an episode where more than one of their mothers came. Okay. I could be wrong, but like one of the rare episodes I did bop mm. into, I remember mothers. Okay. Possible. Yeah. So everyone copies gays. Gays. <laughs> gays. gays. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it was. Oh, there was, um, and then what's, what's her face? Amanda, I think that's Kyle's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Her mother came and they had the two mothers meet and they all went to lunch together. Did they hit it off? Kind of, but like Kyle's mom was very overeager. Oh. Which was interesting. Yeah. Do you feel like the... Like, in het relationships, like, the guy's parents are usually more overeager, or the girl's parents? Probably the guy's parents, because they want, like, they want their son to, like, find someone nice. but, so, I think the mom of the het male is not overeager in some situations, because she doesn't want to lose her son. But sometimes she is overeager. Like, the sane ones are overeager. I think it's it, I think it's usually like one way or the other, for like mm-hmm. depending on like the relationship with the the male. In like I feel like Italian families, mm. Greek families, Jewish families, Jewish families, the mothers like more no. more protective. No, yeah. no yeah. one's good enough for her. And son. then everyone else is like into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see that. I base that on. Having Italian relatives, watching my big fat Greek wedding, and then you said Jewish, but I, that makes sense. No, but like, like Italian and Jewish, like parent stereotypes similarly. are usually similar. Call me by your name. Mm-hmm. I- <laughs> <laughs> We're not well. Okay. 
Where were we? <laughs> we were in Summer House. Okay. So then, another, speaking of Call Me By Your Name, yes. go, Summer House. But also, the whole plotline with like the Steven and Carl friendship. Mm-hmm. It's like, who on this planet is Team Steven at this point? He's being so annoying. Like, he's crying over their friendship. If I was Carl, I'd be like, I don't even want to be friends with you. You're just being really annoying. Yeah, but like, he's a gay guy. Who... So people are rooting for him? Well, it's I think they, I think with this show, people view Steven as like the uh, voice of reason. Oh yeah, because he's the narrator. Like yeah, like like there are many seasons where like Carol Radzwell's not doing a lot, but she's narrating mm. Real Houses of New York, and I think Steven's like that. Okay, that's it. I mean, it's good as usual. Yeah, so, that's that. Beverly Hills. We're still in New York. We're gearing up for the Milan Breton. Fashion show. This is one of this is one of these like quote unquote designers in New York who like they'll show something at Fashion Week, but it feels like they're like hanger oners. So they're the ones who will always have like a reality star in their show or anyone to get like cameras on this person. Well, like I don't, I'm not aware of like a Milan Breton store. Right. I'm not aware of him in like Bloomingdale's. Only recognize his face from like fucking Real Housewives of whatever or and Project Runway, yeah. which he was on. Uh, so yeah, so congrats, Mason. <laughs> <laughs> it was on the Intrepid, which is also weird. Oh, it was. I thought it was in um, the Plaza Hotel. No, Maybe. like. Are, they like made a whole big deal. It was like the all of the women walking up to the Intrepid, them mm. looking up at the thing, being like, "This is cool." Listen, you know me. The Never thing, knows. like the scene of them walking up to the Intrepid, has been in every single promo that they've aired on Bravo about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills since they started promoting this season. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> when Mikey and, and Erica were getting ready. Mikey, like, wanted to start talking shit, and Erica shut it down real quick. About whomst? I can't remember. Was it Dorit? Might have been Kyle, actually. Kyle. Or it could have been Dorit. But either way, the thought behind all of this is, I bet you the two of them just talk shit about everyone, but she was like, she's like, the cameras are up. Yeah. Like, stop. That must be fun. <laughs> I'm, Mikey's really, 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 really growing on me. Mm, mm, mm. Like, I like him. I like watching him. I mean, what's there not to like? It's not like, like, if you don't like him, you don't have to hang out with him. But he, him and Erica... Hit it off. Hit it off. Um, I just felt like the whole beginning of this episode, between the fashion show and them getting to Kyle by Eileen, they were like, it was so boring. It was just them sitting in different hotel rooms, like... Dorit like wanting to talk to Lisa, but like Lisa didn't want care or want like it. Ugh. Speaking of that, the one thing I was paying attention to was the stock footage they showed coming back from commercial right before it was Dorit and Lisa in the hotel room, mm-hmm. and there was there were people playing chess, and I thought of the stupid flashback of you're like Bobby Fischer, every move is a chess move, and like and Kyle like moving her hand around like as if she's playing chess. God, that was like the most fucking rehearsed <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Also, they're staying they're staying at the in Union Square. The W is yeah. where I deduced it. But they like are using for part of the scenes, I feel like they're using the marquee for the Ace Hotel because mm. it's near my office. 
And it's like, I think that's a little nicer of a hotel. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Union Square is an interesting choice. Close to Nowhere Bar. Close <laughs> to that Barnes & Nobles I used to hang out with and hang out in during high school. Close to... There's a Whole Foods? There's a Whole Foods around there. There used to be like Tower Records. Um. Oh, and by the way, they totally were, Lisa and Dorit were in Union Square when I was like, what um, park is this? Um, um, really? I, yeah, I rewatched it and I saw like the scene of them walking into like the middle area. Mm. It's like the place I would have never ventured to in my life. Like in between, like in the middle of yeah. Union Square. Yeah. But they definitely were on Union Square. Okay. So we eventually get to Kyle by Aline to New York. First of all, Kyle, like, Kyle needs to, like, fucking actually cut that hair. Because that wig or whatever she was doing. Well, it wasn't a wig. It was, her hair was all tucked underneath and it looked insane. No, but some of it was a wig. Oh. Because he was cutting it. Remember, he was cutting it in front of Lisa. So, like, but, like, she would look so good with, like. Oh, yeah. Do what Ramona's doing right now. Bethany. Bethany, hello. Do what Bethany's doing right now. Your hair looks kind of like mine right now. Like, come on. <laughs> um, so we go to Kyle Bailey too, and it's a trunk shop. So there's a bunch of different like vendors. But in- we should dip into this because we learned about this news story before this episode aired. Oh yes, so yes, yes, it really yes, yes, yes. painted quite the sad picture of this episode. So it's reported on Sunday, staff were seen frantically packing up the reality stars. 1,800-square-foot Upper East Side Boutique Kyle Bait by Aileen Tu to move to smaller premises further down the street. In 2015, when the most recent advertisement was posted for the space, it was leasing for $33,750 a month, $225 per square foot. Their new home is in the back of, quote-unquote, the shoebox, a (laughs) family-run designer shoe chain with two locations in the city. It is the same size, but cheaper at around 186 per square feet. At the back of the shoebox. <laughs> and like the shoebox makes me think of the toolbox, which is a gay bar on the Upper East Side. Yes. And so like I picture Kyle by Aileen too now being at the back of that. Downstairs in the shoebox. <laughs> oh my God, where the bathrooms are. <laughs> Scary. <sighs> Um, let's talk about this um, party, though. Uh, Matt Sarafa. Okay. Everyone's talking about him as if I'm supposed to know who he is. <laughs> I thought it was pheromone for a minute. <laughs> Don't. That's so rude. Why? Tafera. <laughs> oh, I thought you were speaking, like, lovingly of Matt Sarafa. No, I love him. Okay. He actually reminded me a lot of um, Connor. Mm, okay. <laughs> um... Styled so who, very similarly. Who is he? I don't know who he is. He's Kyle's godson. He was on Project godson, Runway. Godson? Like, what am I? Going to, like, the baptism with her? How am I supposed to know about her godson? I don't know. Because they said uh, Kyle's godson. Oh, I'm not multiple paying times. close enough attention to read the subtitles. Um, you're gaming? Yeah. He was on Project Runway Junior. Junior? He was a child? Yeah. I mean, he's still a child. He's, How like, 17. He? Oh, I think he's like 17. Okay, continue. Um, is that it? Is that his like one? He makes coats. For, uh, faux fur coats. Oh, they were all fighting over his coats? Were you watching the show? <laughs> yeah, I saw them fighting over the red coat. And was there like a Joseph Technicolor dream coat as well they were fighting over too? They weren't fighting on it, but Rinna put on that one with a lot of colors. Is that coat that 
Eckstein has been bopping around in a Safara coat. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the, the it all aligns. Anyways, um, so of course the fucking fat Jewish was there. Um, Missed him too. Are you, are you kidding me? I mean, you're so angry, you didn't even watch Summer House. So I know, but I at least like sit and like listen to you and, and mm. this is a show you allegedly watch in every corner. You don't know what's going on. I noticed the stock footage of people playing chess. <laughs> I thought that would be enough. Um, yeah, the fat Jewish was standing there when Bethany arrived. Did you know Bethany was on this episode? Yes, aware of that. She was also on Shark Tank. Season closer. Let's get her to replace Mr. Wonderful. Here's the thing. We're in the... We... Like, remember we used to not like Bethany as a podcast? Meaning you didn't like oh, her yeah, and we, I had to make excuses. We've we've been on a journey. We've been on a journey. Once you saved Puerto Rico, like, all bets were off. That's true. She didn't... She saved, like, Houston. She saved Mexico. She saved Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um... But Bethany's the only thing that makes a fight between these women interesting because... They're not fighting over anything interesting. I know. I, like, forgot what they're fighting over. They're talking shit about each other, but I don't even remember, like, what they said. At least with, like, Pantygate, we knew, like, oh, yeah, it's about, like, not wearing panties. Yeah. Like, this, I forget what we're fighting. What's, like, the the core. Yeah. Um, Bethany, like, just gets in there, though, with Lisa. And seeing Lisa and Bethany sort of, like, um, not pair off, uh, uh, mm-hmm. knock heads, butt heads. Yeah. Whatever word I'm using. Um, Bethany calling out Lisa's non-apology is actually really good. You know, I I feel like I say this all the time. Number one, you can't say, I'm sorry if. Just say, I'm sorry. Yeah, she said, I'm sorry if, like, you I, were, I, you, I, your, your feelings, feelings were hurt. No. And right when Bethany heard that, she was like, that's, oh! That's, that, 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 me too. I was like, oh. <laughs> Number two, Lisa... And I say this as well. It's free. Just apologize. Who gives a shit? Like, I, you, she's giving an insincere apology. Mm-hmm. And then I, there's also sincere apologies, which are something different. I think there's a middle ground as well. We're just being like, I'm sorry. And like, you don't have to be like, oh, like it breaks my heart. How I like what happened. Like, I really apologize for the, the deepest part of my soul. Like, yeah. I'm so sorry. Or you could just say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry with no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, New York does it all the time. Yeah. And, like, even even Ramona, who's the queen of, like, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings, has learned mm. that it's it's free. Yeah, it's free. Yeah. Zero dollars. <laughs> um, okay. So, we did get then Bethany and Erica revisited. Um And Erica had a good confessional where she sort of explained Bethany and she said she's one of those big dogs that wants to pee over everything. (laughs) She does. (laughs) Which is true. And she beat on Teddy. She was like, nice to meet you. (laughs) But um, they both sort of acknowledge that they have respect for each other. Yeah. Well, I think it was like Xtina brought them together. Yeah, Xtina's bringing everyone together. You and Alex. Yeah. So we go back to Beverly Hills. Oh, one last thing. Erica's look during this thing was a little Gunvalson-esque to me. Really? Like the up like something about the updo and like the side bang and I don't know what it was. It felt like she was trying to be Tilda Swinton but she can't be there. It was like an older look for for Erica. Yeah. 
I did like her explaining it and explaining that she always goes out in costume and she mm-hmm. has a concept. Oh, yeah, I love it. I'm not complaining about it. Yeah. It was an homage. I won't be reading her book, though. <laughs> but not because of her. Um, anyways, back to Beverly Hills. Um, we got a flash of Paul Nassif in the picture. You missed that, too, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, Kyle was, like, doing, like, a small little consulting facial thing with him. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's why last night I texted you in all caps, Paul Nassif. And I, and I didn't respond. <laughs> I know. I was like, what's this fucking radio silence over here? <laughs> I do have to say, I did notice I always love Lisa in a white tee and a jean. Same. I love her casual look. Yeah. She looks really good in a blue jean. And a white tee. Yeah. Love it. Um. So yeah, Teddy came, was coming over to like talk with lisa yeah like telling her to just apologize and lisa showed her her 25 foot table or whatever mm. which that table i didn't understand there was holes in the table right you can't put a bowl there unless they're putting like glass on top of it maybe maybe prop that's probably it yeah it reminded me of um fixer upper when like she has clint when joanna Gaines has clint come make a table and she's like so clint i want a 25 we need to seat 25 people and he's always like oh, but then he always pulls off a beautiful table you're sick <laughs> uh, okay i said te- teddy tells lisa what to do i don't know it's so boring like i can't listen to teddy and lisa have a conversation i just get so lost mm. and so bored yeah rena amelia and harry are together they got a new puppy can i say I cannot wrap my head around parents who get a child who's in their later years of high school, a dog. Well, they said it was, they literally said it has filled the void of Delilah. No, I understand that much. But like, they also said Amelia wanted this puppy. And she's like a junior or senior. Well, they're going to get another one to fill the void that was left by Amelia. No, but like... My point is... People like dogs and they make excuses and say it's for their kid, but they actually want it for themselves. I know, but listen. Dan, I, people I think, like dogs. No, but listen to, listen to this, okay? When your children are all out of the house, it's finally your time. You can go wherever the fuck you want. Like, having kids, you can't go fucking anywhere. Because you got school, you got class trip, you got camp, you got this, you got that. When the kids are out, it's your time. Let's go on a cruise. Let's ba 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 da, boop ba doo. You're getting a dog a minute before your kid is leaving forever. Okay, first of all, people like dogs, and people without kids get dogs. It's a thing. Enough. It's a thing. Also, the way you think of kids and people's time is the most cynical thing. No, it's not. People get dogs. I want kids. People get dogs for like self enjoyment. This is something that they like. You can put a dog. You can. Have someone come dog sit. People love dog sitting. Ugh. It's like the easiest thing to take care of. If they want to go on a cruise, they can pay someone to come take care of their dog. It's not okay. that hard. They've got a fucking maid. That person can take care of the dog. Sure. Oh, God, like your hatred for dogs runs to like such an unwell level <laughs> that it's hard to reason. Villa Blanca, Kyle. Like... Vanderpump hopefully this is the end of it this is why Vanderpump like why Vanderpump at least like if she's gonna remain on the show which I actually think I'm 
I like her presence a lot of the time, but like, don't let her film scenes at her restaurants anymore. I'm sorry. I don't Why? need another sit down at Villa Blanca. Cause like, I need like context clues on like where I am so I can remember the fight later. Mm. Like I remember the brass monkey. I'll always remember the brass monkey because okay. Bethany and, uh, yeah, but New York Kelly. is a whole nother, another conversation. I know, but I'll always remember where, um, Teddy and was waiting there with a sad glass of wine. Mm. Okay. I did like Lisa making fun of Kyle's accent. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Is there a preview? I don't even remember. I probably stopped paying attention. The only thing I remember from the preview is Camille and Rinna trying on lingerie. Oh, yeah. And then uh, oh yeah, then it Dangerous leads into Roman this promo. whole party um, at Vanderpump's house where I think Camille arrives and is going to gift Dorit a dildo. No, uh, a ball gag. Oh, a ball gag. Aren't you paying attention, Brenda? <laughs> I thought it was a dildo because of what... <laughs> What's her name said? Um, and then uh, Lisa will insult Dorit in some way by not letting her try in her diamonds or something like that. And Dorit storms out. So, Brennan, that was Beverly Hills. We're going to try out this new thing where we rank the worst of the best shows of this week. Mm-hmm. We'll leave out Summer House since you can't give a informed decision. I mean, I can barely give an informed decision for Beverly Hills, but we'll just <laughs> lump that in. So, the worst show this week, Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. <laughs> Sorry. And then I would say Atlanta, which was pretty strong. Yeah, it was okay. Vanderpump Rules, after a slump of a week, comes the, in next. There were so many elements that I loved. Yeah, put it in. And then really, I mean, it's not a normal show for us, but Celebrity Big Brother capping this see, this quick jaunt of a season was amazing. Yeah, beautiful. Loved Riv- it. Riveting television. Yes. So let's move on to our little deep dive this week. So we asked you guys for your favorite Housewives moment of all time. We asked you to try to go a little more niche and you guys stepped up to the challenge. There were things that I did not even remember. Yeah, so let's play the first one. Okay, so first we're going to hear from Jessica. Hi, guys. This is Jessica just calling in with my favorite house, uh, housewife moments of all times. Of course, my favorite is Dorinda in the Berkshires. I cooked, I cleaned, I made it nice. I mean, I died, I was buried, the dirt was on me, I rose from the grave. It's it's the greatest of all time. I know that's not a deep cut. So my second most favorite, which is still one of my most favorites, was when Real Housewives of Orange County, when they all took the Costa Rica trip, I think it was like season seven or something like that, where Tamara and Heather Dubrow have Alexis and all the other girls at the table, and they just let it all out that Alexis Bellino is a phony, a fake and the whole episode had been geared up to, like, she she wouldn't wear her wedding ring out and about because it was too big. It was too dangerous. She, she was – Alexis Bellino is not – she's my least favorite. So it was very enjoyable to see two people, and Gretchen at the time didn't have her back. That caused problems between her and Gretchen. But it was so just satisfying to see two of the ladies – at the table, tell Alexis all of her problems and everything that was wrong with her. (laughs) 
and do a full-on intervention. So that's it. Thanks. Bye, guys. I love this deep cut simply because I forgot Heather and Alexis even were ever on the same season. Yeah. And, like, we always forget that, like, Tamara tried to use Heather as a weapon against Alexis because Heather is was, quote, everything Alexis wishes she was. Mm. And that's what, like, this whole thing was about. Yes. Um, beautiful. And, of course... Um, as always, Dorinda Medley with the cook, I decorated. I mean, it nice. Like, yes. you can't get any better than that, really. So our next call caller did not identify themselves. But let's take a listen. Hi, Dan and Brendan. If you couldn't tell, that was Ray featured player from season eight of the crown jewel real housewives of new york i couldn't think of a favorite moment with any of my queens luann shannon dorinda i mean there's just too many that racing though i mean who do you know in ibiza you bitch i i can't definitely one of my favorite moments definitely in my top 10 I just couldn't think of one with a housewife specifically. So I, I, I thought a featured player might be nice and, and Ray truly delivered. So definitely a, a, an episode and a scene for the books. And uh, I'm looking forward to this episode with all of everybody's favorite moments. Love you guys. Well, thank you, Ray Superfan. Um, I would love to see Ray back in. Um, in New York, and I... I just don't see how that's going to happen. <laughs> I do. Oh, I how? mean... Just like... Luann Sonia. got there somewhere. <laughs> um, I I believe Ray can fly. Um, we used to be Instagram... Uh, not Instagram friends. We used to be Snapchat friends, mm. and he used to watch my Snapchats. But now Snapchat's over. Yeah, no one does Snapchat. Kylie destroyed Snapchat. But Ray, <laughs> Ray was... That, scene, that one episode at uh, Madame Paulette's with Ray was beautiful yeah so now we're gonna hear from liz hi guys liz bentley here i'm calling you from palm beach florida not west palm beach where i live but the actual palm beach where i work i'm about four blocks from the colony hotel and actually standing outside uh dale you know mother of tinsley dale's apartment because that's where i park for work every day <laughs> Uh, it's a beautiful place, but I was calling with my favorite Real Housewives moment, which I had to think on, and I have two, and they're both from Real Housewives of Atlanta. The first one, they're actually both include, they both have to do with Farrah, Phaedra, and they're both Phaedra's first season. So the first one is when Kim and Cynthia were trying really hard to figure out how pregnant Phaedra was, and Kim said something about, like, well, unless she's pregnant with an alien, then she's further along than she's saying. And Phaedra, for some reason, took that seriously and then was yelling, you called my baby an alien? And I just thought it was so funny, the idea that anybody could take that seriously, because obviously they were not saying that Phaedra was actually pregnant with an alien. That's when I really started to like Phaedra. The second moment was right after uh, the 
president was born, President Aiden was born, uh, I believe it was Dwight sent Phaedra and her mom chocolate, and we got a scene of them opening the chocolates and eating them, and for a full, I don't know, 30 to 45 seconds, Phaedra and her mom just went back and forth saying, mmm, mmm, mmm. My boyfriend and I at the time thought that was so funny. We rewound it like a million times. We were obsessed with that scene. They just loved the chocolate so much. I could so deeply relate to that. All right, guys, love the show. Thanks. Thank you, Liz. Phaedra had, like, if you think back on it, she had a really interesting start. Start. And, like, we should have seen the writing on the wall. I mean, she came in lying and she left lying. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, the storyline of, like, <laughs> Vadrin not being upfront with, like, how far along she was and when she got with. Apollo uh-huh. was just a great start to her yeah. storyline. Yeah. And then he's in jail. That baby's an alien. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. So next we have Neely who... Just, sh- just, just play it. Okay. Well, let's just play it. Just talk to me, silly. What are you doing? So we believe that's a quote. I can't think... Of where it came in. I can't place it. Can't place it. it. Can't even tell you the franchise. I assume that, like, it's It's, a quote from, like, a drunk, A drunk moment. A drunk, needy moment, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to, like, even picture who is drunk like this. (gasps) Is it? Oh, my God. Is it Sarah from Real Houses of OC during the cake fight? Like when that, she was so drunk that and Heather Dubrow was yelling at her. That's my that's, that's my fan guess. theory. Okay. Um, Neely, like, please tweet us. Like, we really want to know, but that's my official guess. Do you have an official guess? No, but that is a good guess, though. Okay, so Ben did email us. He wasn't able to give us a call, and he nominated. Even his, though we told people to give us a call, and but he was strapped for time. Okay, he wanted to make sure to get it in. He could have called in the time it took yes. to type this up. So. He says, season three of New York Housewives. Sonia's showing Luann her townhouse as a spot to host her cocktails and couture party. Jill calls Luann, and Luann tells her to invite people to the party, and she forwards the evite. And then Jill, and as he describes the perhaps the most Jill Zarin way possible, replies, Yeah, but all right, yeah, it's not really a fancy evite. I can I can see you didn't put much thought into it, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jill. I mean, I, I love... This isn't the only franchise where Evites have been, like, a source of conversation. And, like, I feel like on some of the shows they make fun of the women using an Evite as oh, yeah. their mode of invitation. Yeah. I feel like there's definitely been an Evite for a wedding at some point. Or at least a vow renewal. Oh, no. Was Ramona's vow renewal uh, Evite? Possibly. (laughs) Okay, so before we get to our favorite moments, we're going to hear from Lucy. Hi, Dan and Brendan. I'm calling in with um, the assignment of our favorite Housewives moment, but a deep cut, not just something generic. So I think about this 
literally every week because, you know, Gigi is on every magazine and billboard everywhere. So I'm always thinking about her uh, birthday party, no, graduation party on season four of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills where her and Yolanda feed each other the tiniest morsel of cake. And I always think to myself, well, at least I got to eat my own graduation cake, even though I'm not a supermodel. All right, that's uh, my thoughts. Thank you, Lucy. And that is a moment I completely forgot. Same, but it's like... She sent us extra credit by emailing us a clip of her recording the scene. This was back when Yolanda had her Legolas hair from Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And it was also back when she like mildly disdained Gigi. Well, she disdained the way that Gigi behaved. Like she didn't like the eating, she didn't like the, the soccer softball playing, playing. Yeah, softball, soccer. Yeah. But Gigi's not perfect. Yeah, I mean, listen, Gigi's paying for that uh, condo, I'm sure. I know. No, now uh, Yolanda lives in, like, Pennsylvania. Shut the fuck up. No, I swear. Shut? She lives in Pennsylvania, and she found a man in Pennsylvania. What the fuck? Listen, let's get a Housewives of Philly going. She, like, posted an Instagram today from her house in like Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. Um, Does she, like, say what town in Pennsylvania? No, but is it, like, because of the Pennsylvania Dutch? <laughs> Fuck like, out of here. No, but, Leave like... this apartment. <laughs> no, but seriously. The Pennsylvania Dutch? No, that's a I thing. know. Oh, I know. I'm very familiar with Pennsylvania, but you are out of line. <laughs> I swear she posts... Like, this photo is, like, look in the background. That, that's fucking Pennsylvania. I wish she would, like, say what neighborhood. She's not going to, but she posted this very Pennsylvania tree. Oh, my God. Love every minute of it. Okay, Brennan, <laughs> what is your favorite Housewives moment? Um, I think about Scary Island a lot. and Specifically? But, like, obviously Scary Island's a big yeah, it's moment. three episodes. <laughs> I think a lot about it being Sonia Morgan's first time at the rodeo. Yet she had a few moments that are so small, but so good. Mm. And I think my favorite one is them. They were walking out of the house to go to the photo shoot on the beach. And she's drinking a cup of coffee while walking towards the Jeeps. And then she takes her last sip and just puts the coffee on a ledge outside the house. Is that too specific? No, it's not too specific. Because I have another one. (laughs) But also, it's also... I love that Sonia because it's strangely the most lucid she's ever been. Right, but like there's also times in that where you could tell, like you could see the writing on the wall in Sonia's first <laughs> season. They just didn't focus on, enough on her. Mm. Like she does get very drunk at times. And then, like, also at one point, Ramona goes to wake her up. Like, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, really yeah. late. And like you can tell how hungover she is. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was so, when, like, they had the the coffee maker set to, like, make the coffee at a yeah, certain time. Yeah, yeah, So, like, that was, that's what always comes to mind, because I, it's like a little Easter egg that's just, like, mm. so weird and funny. 
Um, and like, sort of like, she's so entitled in this way where like, she just leaves this coffee cup yeah. outside. I don't know. Well, similarly, I have a New York moment. Mm-hmm. And it's one that I think we talked about pretty recently on the podcast where this scene really knocked the earth off its axis in terms of changing the course of history forever, mm-hmm. which was when Ramona tried to set up Bethany and Jill talking to each other. I think we talked about it during the Jill Zarin funeral episode. And Luann, like, pushes Jill out of the the apartment. And, like, Bethany is so... Like, everyone has, like, startled eyes in this scene. It's the most startled anyone ever has looked. Bethany also is the most done up she's ever been. Mm-hmm. By far. Like, yeah. she looks nothing like she'd ever did in this show. Mm-hmm. It just like, re- and like, no one talks about this really. It was, I think it it literally did change the course of Housewives history. Um, it was a make or break moment for the future of Real Housewives in New York. The show, their personal lives. I think it made um, a lot of women hate Luann for a period of time mm-hmm. um, because Bethany and Joel were the dream team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Worth noting. Worth, important moment in Housewives history. Yes. So that was a fun little romp. Yeah. Through various franchises. I'm glad we got a little taste of pretty much every major franchise. Yeah, and if you like, if this gave you a little bit of inspiration, rather, like, we're not opposed to, like, doing this, like, a couple more times to, like, get more thoughts. Because I love a walk down, uh... Memory lane. Memory lane. Mm. So, let's hop on over to our Freak of the Week and One True Queen. Yeah, let's do. This Freak of the Week, something that slipped under our radar. It must have shown up a few weeks ago. Right. But I missed it. So, this was a Bravo-sponsored tie-in, movie tie-in for Black Panther. It's... So we've seen we've seen these tie-ins before. They're always a little weird. They're always freakish. We had one for Thor with the with uh, Siggy and Dolores. Dolores. Yeah, we get them like every once in a while for different things. But this one, just because of like the cultural moment that it appeared in, and I think this is probably the reason why we haven't seen it, um, is just very unwell. It's starring Giselle Bryant from Potomac. Fine and great, but like Potomac's not even airing right now. Right. And Melissa Gorga. <laughs> and like, it also, not for nothing, is like the most interaction of. We've seen commercials like this, but they're usually like, they're sort of in the scene, but not really. This is like, they're like. The highest budget, it seemed. Yeah, they're like almost trying to make it look like Melissa and Giselle are in this scene of Black Panther. So let me play a quick clip right now with one of the most unwell quotes from it. We need cover. Help me flip this. Not everyone in Jersey flips tables. Let's just get down. Why does drama always happen around us? Melissa Gorga referencing a moment from the show when she wasn't even on the show. And in like... The middle of this commercial, like, poor, uh, just weirdly done commercial for a film that, like, has become a cultural phenomenon, <laughs> like, doesn't need, like, 
<laughs> Melissa Gorga in the picture advertising. No, it needs for her. It, it needs her. Uh, uh, speaking of things, we need tickets to the Luann Cabaret Show. Luann is our one true queen. Yeah, because like, who, honestly, who else could we give it to? I mean, the whole lead up to it, the like the behind the scenes dress rehearsal. The Instagram video of Luann in that, like, costume jewelry store freaking out. Bethany being a part of, like, her, like, getting ready. The prep. Like, we're about to see, for the first time in a very long time, a Bethany-Luann sisterhood. And, like, probably more genuine than we've ever seen. I love it. Can't wait. And we may be getting a trailer any minute. Fingers crossed. I think it's going to be a second. I think they're going to do It's going to be in March. Yeah, they're going to do Potomac trailer before they do New York. But we're we're entering the month. Right. Hopefully. So. I feel like they might have extended filming. Yeah, but it's usually like it's wrapping up while the promo for the new seasons. Because like they're not going to show much the New fall. York. I mean, how much Atlanta do we have to go? Atlanta and, and New York don't really have anything to do with each other. I know, but like Atlanta, Beverly Hills, New York are like the three biggest. So mm-hmm. like they're not going to bust a nut too quick, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, Atlanta's taking a week off. Programming note for the Oscars. Atlanta takes a week off, off like every other week. Yeah, they're on uh, episode 14 just aired. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, we'll see how it plays out. I think as we discussed prior... That once Bethany and Frederick wrap up, New York will come in right after that. Right. But that's it for this week. Thank you, everyone who called in. We really appreciate it. Um, And you can call in any week based (laughs) off of, like, the shows that aired. We want to hear from you guys. That's 717-47-FREAK. That's 717-47-FREAK. And then you can also follow us on social media. Look up Come Through Queen on the on Facebook. Find the group. Start the conversation. Um, follow Dan at IDK IDK on Twitter. Follow me at Not Brendan. And like, comment, subscribe, heart share, retweet. Love us, love us. Please retweet. We'll see you this weekend for Drag Race content. Bye. Bye. I wanna see ya. Come through, Queen. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.